Here we go. Let's talk about affirmative action. The Supreme Court will hear arguments this morning in two pivotal cases challenging the consideration of a student's race in college admissions. The cases involving Harvard and the University of North Carolina could end affirmative action as we know it at public and private schools across this country. Now, the recent polling shows that 74% of Americans oppose affirmative action. Majorities across all racial and ethnic groups say that race should not be a factor when it comes to getting into a college. Yeah, no sh Everybody thinks that because of the way that affirmative action has been covered in this country. 74%? Yeah, you want to know why it's like 74% against? Because motherfuckers literally think it just means like black people who don't deserve it get to go to college instead of me, a what? Affirmative action is an imperfect band-aid solution that doesn't even begin to make up for the racial injustices that have been a core part of American fundamentals since its inception. And also, not only that, but affirmative action in the form of class is infinitely and profoundly more impactful in college admissions. I am, of course, talking about legacy admissions. Legacy admissions is significantly, significantly more impactful than affirmative action with respect to the makeup of a particular college campus, specifically when we talk about Harvard. Now, Harvard and uh, I believe UNC is the other college that they're talking about in this court case, do something called the holistic approach. The holistic approach is basically that, uh, yes, there are demographics that they're trying to get to, like demographics ratios. However, that is a very complicated equation that is not simply just the SATs or whatever. They're not just looking at the SATs. They're looking at a multitude of different factors. And that is so that the, uh, the college campus resembles daily American life. Now, for years and years, white people tried to attack affirmative action and it didn't work. So then they decided, let's use Asian people to attack affirmative action. And this is the result. Well, actually, this isn't the result. This is a white guy still, I think. But they were tackling this by saying, well, Asian people are not allowed to go to college in the, you know, because uh, it's not just off of the statistical aptitude test, which Asian students are actually uh, excelling in. So affirmative action in and of itself is basically the, the you know, Band-Aid solution, which is not even a real solution. It's also got some flaws within it because like marginalization markers do give you a leg up uh, in this circumstance, allegedly, so that, uh, you know, white ladies use it a lot too, regardless of what their class position looks like. But ultimately, it's not something you can tackle because the college admissions process is multifaceted. You can't pinpoint one thing. News, Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson is recused from one of the affirmative action cases currently before the court due to her past affiliation with Harvard. Longtime Justice Clarence Thomas won't recuse from the cases about the insurrection that his wife was involved in. The holistic approach is itself rooting in anti-Semitism. It was developed because too many Jews did too well on test scores since test scores alone weren't the previous metric. Yes, it was built on the, it was built in the 1920s, okay, when Harvard was like openly anti-Semitic. This person isn't wrong, except it doesn't matter because now the holistic approach is uh, is not identifiable what do you, or unless you're making a case that uh you know harvard is not allowing any jews to join harvard or something affirmative action is a band-aid and the reason why i mentioned that it's a band-aid is because education is seen as the only way to generate some level of upward social mobility and because liberals are not going to fucking solve the underlying material inequalities that consistently uh, harm underserved communities black and brown communities specifically they just go, oh, yeah, look, we slapped up. We said, if you're black, you have a better chance of getting into a college. If you want to make this process fairer, then you have to 
take down legacy admissions. That's it. You can no longer pay for a library wing so that your dumbass son, George W. Bush, can get into Yale. You can no longer get into Harvard or Yale specifically because your pappy and your grandpappy went there. There you go. If you truly want to solve white supremacist racial inequality, obviously what you need to tackle is underfunding. What you need to tackle is obviously uh, some kind of restitution, reparations. And if you want to make college as a process fairer, make it free, no more paywall, no more barriers, and also eliminate legacy admissions. But liberals will do neither of those things. And Republicans will not even consider one of those things and will try to work to just d delete the other thing. Affirmative action programs were created to address the legacy of slavery of 350 years of legal discrimination and exclusion, not just generalized disadvantage, but we've allowed these conversations to become so murky and SCOTUS has ruled remedying past discrimination isn't allowed. Allowing powerful people who benefit from the status quo to pit marginalized groups against each other, including poor white people, only serves to maintain racial and economic hierarchies. We can address the singular legacy of slavery and poverty in this country. Yes. Would affirmative action help a poor white kid get into an Ivy League or hurt their chances because most of the students who go to those schools who are white would be from feeder schools or legacy students. They would fill in for the above slots uh, for the demographic, white slots for demographic. If I'm not mistaken, affirmative, uh, affirmative action does not factor in your class, even though the holistic approach certainly does, but it need not matter because it's not just uh, affirmative action is that is the reason for why uh, Harvard has the demographics that it does. Most Americans cannot afford to simply fly to another country, study abroad, and be away from family while paying for housing, books, and transportation. There's a reason you don't see poor black kids just moving to Norway. Yeah. Yeah, there is no, like, slots for white students. There is no racial quotas. It's literally the difference between Kanye West saying, I want more black students in STEM. I want more black engineers in STEM. Versus Kanye West saying... I don't want any Jews in my company. Republicans try to make it seem like when Kanye West says, I want more black engineers in STEM, which by the way, Kanye West said both of those things, obviously, so it's a little bit different. But if Kanye West had simply stated, we need more black engineers and didn't say the second thing, <laughs> and then people try to turn around and say, no, it's the second thing, actually. That's what they're saying. Then yeah, that's the affirmative action conversation. Chatter literally received an affirmative action mailer today. Funny enough, this came in the mail. Biden and the left want to decide who gets hired and who gets fired according to their skin color. Even pilots will be chosen based on skin color, not their flying ability. Bro, I'm telling you, bro. I mean, when you get stuff like this, of course you're going to go fucking insane. This looks like it was written by an, uh, like an unhinged psychopath. I'm worried about is that the rule that you're advocating, um, that in the context of a holistic review process, a university can take into account and value all of the other background and personal characteristics of other applicants, but they can't value race. What I'm worried about is that that seems to me to have the potential of causing more of an equal protection problem than it's actually solving. And the reason why I get to that possible conclusion People love acting like, uh, you know, hyper-rational vessels, right? They love thinking about society as though it's, um, you know, well, we need more STEM majors. Everyone should do STEM. And also, we need to make sure that the only reason why people can get into college is the SATs. No, motherfucker, that's not how this shit works. If everyone was a STEM major and there were no art majors, your user interface would be dog shit. Everyone plays a role in society. And if all colleges were just simply working off the SAT or the ACT, then again, you would have a very weird makeup. You would not want that anyway. Thinking about two applicants who would like to have their family backgrounds credited 
in this applications process, and I'm hoping to get your reaction to this hypothetical. The first applicant says, I'm from North Carolina. My family has been in this area for generations since before the Civil War, and I would like uh, you to know that I will be the fifth generation to graduate from the University of North Carolina. I now have that opportunity to, to do that, and given my family background, it's important to me that I get to attend this university. I want to honor my family's legacy by going to this school. The second applicant says, I'm from North Carolina. My family's been in this area for generations since before the Civil War, but they were slaves and never had a chance to attend this venerable institution. As an African-American, I now have that opportunity, and given my family, family background, it's important to me to attend this university. I want to honor my family legacy by going to this school. Now, as I understand your no-race conscious admissions rule, these two applicants would have a dramatically different opportunity to tell their family stories and to have them count. The first applicant would be able to have his family background considered and valued by the institution as part of its consideration of I think legacy should work against your favor. It's like, bitch, go to a different college. You know what I mean? You've you, too many of your uh, too many of your parents have come here. Come on, go somewhere else. Go to South Carolina. But of course, you can't fucking say that because legacy admissions is a fundamental part of capitalist mentality. Capitalist mentality dictates that you work super hard so your children have a fucking leg up because we cannot imagine a world in which the government handles some of that and that there is already, there is a true equal footing and an equal starting point. Americans love talking about equal opportunity, but have never actually even wanted to come near equal opportunity. We all recognize that meritocracy is a lie at a certain point. That's precisely why we work really fucking hard to make sure the next generation is better off than we are. Because we know that there is such a thing as a fucking leg up that you can offer your children. That's why you work so hard. If there was truly equal opportunity, if that was afforded to every single person, then yeah, no one would be doing that. Maybe some people would be because you still want a leg up that's understandable. Oh, here, let's watch this. Uh, and so uh, we value diversity of all different kinds and all the ways uh, that uh, people differ in our society. Uh, on, on, on the educational benefits question, your honor, uh, I don't think it's actually disputed here. Tammy Tom, thank you for the 10 gifted. And meaningful educational benefits that come with diversity of, of all kinds. Uh, SFA's own expert, uh, this is on JA 546, uh, conceded and agreed enthusiastically, in fact, on the stand uh, that uh, a racially diverse and a diverse uh, uh, diversity of all kinds leads to, quote, a deeper and richer learning environment, uh, leads to more creative thinking and exchange of ideas, and critically reduced bias between people of different backgrounds and not solely different racial backgrounds. Um, but you still haven't given me the educational benefits. Um, the uh Remember, by the way, what I said about Kanye West's perspective actually closely resembling Justice uh, Clarence Thomas? Clarence Thomas is also, like, anti-black, but also weirdly, like, a kind of a black uh, nationalist, like, black separationist. It's kind of cool that Kanye West is going after the goat, stealing his bars verbatim. Thomas, also a big fan of porn. Clarence Thomas also loves to show people porn. I'm just, hear me out. Hear me out. Very similar. The similarities are alarming. I'm just saying. Um, I didn't go to racially diverse schools, um, but there were educational benefits. 
And I'd like you to tell me expressly when a parent sends a kid to college that they don't necessarily send them there to have fun or feel good or anything like that. They send them there to learn physics or chemistry or whatever they're studying. So again, another guy who is a humanities guy who is talking about people going to college exclusively to learn about chemistry. Why? Why? You're, why are you LARPing as a STEM lord? You're literally a Supreme Court justice, dog. Everybody knows what you learned in college. You went to fucking law school. Why are you talking about why only people go to... Fuck! Why are they all like this? All conservatives, literally, like, they, they go... They take poli-sci and they take law and they go, yeah, college is only for STEM. Why are you so mad? Because it fucking infuriates me. It makes me so mad to see people shit on the humanities, okay? I ride or die for the humanities. I get very annoyed when people fucking routinely shit on the humanities and say, like, STEM is the only thing you can learn, that you should be learning. So tell me what the educational benefits are. So there's three main buckets, Your Honor, and uh, the first, and I think most pertinent to the question that you asked is uh, the actual truth-seeking function of learning in a diverse environment. I would direct the court to the Major American Businesses Brief, which uh, discusses a whole extensive, rigorous, peer-reviewed literature uh, that diverse groups of people actually perform at a higher level. So the most concrete possible uh, scenario is, is stock trading. And there are studies that find that racially diverse groups of people making trading decisions perform at a higher level, make more efficient trading decisions. And the mechanism there uh, is that it reduces groupthink. He's right. Time and time again, empirical evidence suggests, like even from a capitalist perspective, more diverse corporate boards lead to better profit margins and uh, lead to a company being more successful. It just makes sense. You're breaking out of the boundaries. There's a lot of blind spots that people have. It totally makes sense as to why these companies would be doing uh, better overall. These guys literally sometimes go, yeah, fuck capitalism, actually, because I, <laughs> I hate diversity. They're like the biggest dick riders for capitalism until they're like, oh, fuck, man. That means we've got to be around black people. I hate this. <laughs> like, okay. And people have longer and more sustained disagreement, and that leads to a more efficient outcome. Well, I guess I don't put much stock in that because I've heard similar arguments in favor of segregation too. But no, there aren't arguments in favor of segregation. No, he's giving you the counter. You can't look at the counter to segregation, which is a pro-desegregation argument and say, well, I've heard arguments against that. You haven't. With students on both sides of this debate, Jan, good morning. I can't wait to hear what people are saying about this one. This is going to be a huge case, Gail. I mean, obviously, the Supreme Court has gradually chipped away at affirmative action over the years, but these cases could outlaw the, any consideration of race in college admissions, even if the schools, like the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, which we visited, say it's crucial for diversity. At the nation's oldest public university, a debate over the future of affirmative action. Jacob James is head of the college Republicans at the University of North Carolina. Everybody should get a fair shot, and affirmative action says that no, some people will be advantaged and other people will be disadvantaged based on the color of their skin. I think it's more important now than ever. Julia Clark is president of the Black Student Movement. 
I don't think there is ever a time where we won't need affirmative action or we won't need to talk about race in every system that we have in this country. Those arguments go to the heart of the two cases challenging affirmative action. The court has scaled back affirmative action over the years, outlawing quotas and numerical goals, but it has allowed a limited consideration of race to promote diversity. No more silence! But the newly conservative court could now decide that any consideration of race at all is illegal discrimination, whether at a private university like Harvard or a public one like UNC, where minority enrollment is already low. African Americans are about 22 percent of the state population, but only about 9 percent of the student body is black. And that's not enough. We need to lower those numbers, all right? You understand me? That's not enough. I don't want to go to North Carolina and potentially see a black student, brother. We need to make sure that those numbers are even lower. Too dang high. That's basically what you're saying. Yo, that bell doesn't work. You knew that, right? We couldn't hear you coming at all. Oh, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I realize you're talking about my, you know, this. Ding, 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 ding. Black. Civil rights lawyer Damon Hewitt is representing the university. When you think about a world without affirmative action, think about what our workplaces will look like, what our schools would look like. America is stronger when we actually fully embrace our diversity. Many of us far surpassed the admission requirements set by Harvard and other colleges just for us. To look at this guy. Stop anti-Asian discrimination, brother. Bro, it's all good, dog. It's fine that you didn't get accepted into Harvard, homie. Chill the fuck out. Jesus Christ, dude. I'm Asian too. Caucasian. <laughs> Got Asian in it. Okay. That's how it works. <laughs> That's right. I got 3% Chinese in me. Genghis Khan. <laughs> That's why I'm out here defending my Asian brothers. We <laughs> uh, rejected. Many students who oppose affirmative action, like Calvin Yang, support diversity. Yang is also backing the lawsuit against Harvard, where Asian students argue they are held to much higher standards than white or other minority applicants. He says schools should focus on giving more opportunities to lower-income students. If you're economically disadvantaged. Yeah, dude, why don't you shit on legacy admissions, dog? What's wrong with you? That takes up a gigantic proportion. Okay, dude, here, let's let's play the game. What percentage of Harvard students are legacy? Ooh, turns out it's 36%. Look at that. The real fucking problem is legacy students. 36% of Harvard's 2022 class can claim a relative that previously attended the university. Hmm. Hmm. I'm a Harvard legacy and do not want to go, but you cannot take the chance that I could go away from me. Hassan, I earned this. Yeah. Legacy admissions are built on the same fucking idea that uh, you should not have an estate tax because like, why should I? I worked hard for this so my kids can have a leg up. Bitch, your kids already have a leg up. You're wealthy. You're educating them. You're getting them access to, first of all, they have freedom. They they uh, grew up wealthy, so they have the freedom not to worry about, like, the next paycheck or food insecurity or have to go and work. They can uh, build a, a wonderfully beautiful resume. They have access to networks that are not open to poor people and poor students. So you already gave a, a major, major leg up. You don't have to also give them a legacy admission leg up. 
bullshit. It's just so tilting. Advantage, you should get a boost. Rather than just arbitrarily looking at the ethnicity, the last name, the skin color of a particular applicant. Yang, a student at the University of California at Berkeley, was rejected by Harvard despite top grades and test scores. But at Cal Berkeley, admissions officers are prohibited from considering race. California voters in 1996 banned affirmative action and in 2020 refused to reinstate it. Mm -hmm. Eight other states also ban it in college admissions. The legal effort to undo affirmative action has been spearheaded. You still went to Berkeley. Yeah, I mean, dude, why are you still crying, bro? You went to Berkeley. Chill. Imagine being upset that you went to literally, I guess, the greatest fucking state university other than UCLA, but I would say Berkeley's better. Calm down. Incredible school. Stanford is not a public university. Hustlers University is the greatest university that you can get into, and there's no affirmative action. The only action you need to take to get into Hustlers University is by getting others to join Hustlers University with this affiliate code. <laughs> so I get 10%. No brokies. By one man, conservative activist Ed Bloom. He recruited students to challenge the policies at UNC and Harvard. You can't remedy past discrimination with new discrimination for those who have suffered from first of all yes you can that's like the entire point of like correcting a racial mistake if you want to call it a mistake and not a deliberate effort to fucking disenfranchise black people like the only way to correct the wrongs of the fucking past is by changing it you can't just literally go hey sorry slavery's abolished now oopsie my bad Let's not make any accommodations and let's not offer reparations, even though we promised to do that, to black people. You can't do that. You can call it racism or discrimination because, unfortunately, without context or nuance, a lot of liberals love behaving that way. But yes, there's a difference between the racism of the past and points of restitution to correct those racial wrongs. Preferences for whites. The remedy is not preferences for African-Americans or Hispanics. But for this- Like, imagine fucking claiming that anti-black discrimination and segregation is in any meaningful capacity similar to minor concessions made to black uh, people that have been able to escape the one and a half generation of intergenerational poverty, extreme poverty that they were subjected to by the system. It blows my fucking mind. I would be for affirmative action simply because you still have ignorant people. Some of these ignorant people are in control and have more power than I'd like to think they should have in regards to what they can do to prevent other people from having opportunities. That means they can't grow. They can't have growth or development. Affirmative action is a means and a method. It's like having a key when there's a locked door. You just have to have it. I don't know who said that. Shouldn't we just improve local school systems instead, especially in poor communities? First of all, not only is that not going to happen, but in the absence of that, all you're doing is shutting off another avenue for upward social mobility for, like, black people. That's it. It's so silly. It's not like there are major fucking uh, movements being made uh, towards restitution, towards economic restitution, towards reparations. It's not happening. You can do both, but no one is doing one. And the only thing that we're moving towards is eliminating the other. Like I said, affirmative action is a band-aid solution and seeing it as though it undermines white people or Asian people is a really fucking idiotic way to look at it. Just because it is not as effective as reparations and it never will be as effective as reparations, doesn't mean that it has to go away, especially at a time when we are still continuously crippling uh, black communities, black neighborhoods, underfunding them, over-policing them. That's it. Students, the issue goes beyond diversity to the very question of how they think about race. Race was an important consideration in somebody's character at the beginning of the nation. 
and it was wrong then and it's wrong now. But Clark says race will always be a part of America. I think being colorblind assumes that we are all the same and that we have the same Yeah, and people will say, well, that's racist. It's like, no, man, being colorblind in a society that isn't, being colorblind or acting like you're colorblind is just saying that you're blind to injustices because there are still injustices being conducted towards people of color. That's crazy. You can't just fucking turn a blind eye to that. You're only just turning a blind eye to racism. That's it. Acting like you are colorblind in a society that isn't, under systems that certainly aren't, under systems that certainly harm people of color still to this day, just means you want to turn a blind eye to the oppression. You're just ignoring the issues. Experiences and that we have the same obstacles as well when we don't. Now, because there are different legal questions for public and private universities, the court could reach different outcomes. Another key difference, new Justice Kachanji Brown-Jackson will only participate in the UNC case because she is recused from that Harvard case. Uh, she served on one of its boards. Nate? Damn, That's so dumb. She shouldn't have done that. Who gives a fuck? Supreme Court justices never recuse themselves. Thank you so much. Our eyes will be Clarence Thomas has never recused himself, even when it's like literally about him or his wife. On this case, that's for sure.